Nikki. Hey, Selena. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. Hey, y'all. So I am just pleased as punch to tell you that this episode is a 90s extravaganza. It's a 90s extravaganza, y'all. And it is our tradition to cover the year it is in the show. At the start of a new season, that's where we are, start of season five. That's where we are. We are currently at 1990, and so we're totally going to do that. But also, as I started to prepare for this one, it only felt right to broaden to the full decade for a few reasons. One, we're currently unsure how we'll cover season six and seven after Suzanne and Charlene exit. So I don't want to miss an opportunity to talk about a decade we actually remember. Mm-hmm. And two, even if we do wind up breaking down both of the last seasons, that still only gets us a few more years in the decade to cover. And that misses a lot of really important, pivotal 90s things. Pivotal, really. Pivotal. Pivotal. Okay. So with all that in mind, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some touch points of the decade. Then we're going to hone it back in, and we're going to look at 1990. And then we're going to close out with a surprise game of Grit Splits. You guessed it, 90s edition. Okay. It's your time to shine, Nikki. Is it, though? I don't know. <laughs> we're going to find out. 90s are a large decade. I did. I, so, and this was a quiz that I found in a magazine, and I feel bad because on reflection. In an actual magazine? Well, online. Oh. It's Parade Magazine. I thought you really went 90s. Oh. It's the library. <laughs> the 90s magazine. I got out the microfiche. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but on reflection, there's no multiple choice. So, oh, sorry sh- about that. You just blame Parade. Okay. So. Are you ready, Nikki? Are you ready, everyone, to take a walk down memory lane? Or what would be terrible if you think about it? If you're under the age of 22 to 23, are you ready to hear about something that happened before you were born? Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so let's start with those touch points I mentioned. To be clear, there's no rocket science here, not even simple science. We're just having a good time. Okay. Okay. So I looked across several listicles and I put together my own list of things that just scream 90s. And I broke them down into some categories for you and I to discuss. So, you know, if we're as we're going through, if you feel like something pivotal is missing from one of these like groupings, let's talk about it. Or if you disagree or you agree, jump in. We'll discuss it. So let's start with Five things from the 90s that are still relevant today. Okay. Okay. Now, maybe what I'll do is, well, you maybe. The Simpsons. I don't know that I'm relevant. That's a good one. So that's a pivotal one that this list is missing. But let's just go ahead. Oh, good. I I jumped right in. That's good. That's good. I've got another TV show, though, to start this ball rolling, which is Friends. So that's something that started in the 90s and thanks to streaming and what I would call overly extreme merchandising, the show we grew up with has a, had a pretty big second life in the last several years. Are you a Friends person? Mm-hmm. Were you? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, it sounded so stressed. <laughs> yeah. No, because what I'm thinking is the... Um, Sometimes it's challenging for me to parse out what is a second life versus what is millennials coming of age to being in charge of the media and covering the things that we care about. So I don't know. Does a 20-year-old watch Friends? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's where my brain went. And then you called me out on it. So now I had to explain what was happening. I think they absolutely do. Or did. I think some of that energy has died off. But I think they that's one of the things that I've read in different articles is like how this whole new generation has taken on something like Friends and a multitude of other things. Golden Girls, Designing Women. And a lot of it's like the technology. Absolutely. A lot of it is like the technology piece, right? So whereas like we didn't have the same catalog unless we were checking out Nick at Night, which I was. But like maybe. Or we had it taped. <laughs> or tape um then like maybe we just didn't have the same um so accessible like Mm -hmm. version that everyone does today although i totally think that that 
you know, the, well, exactly what we're talking about now, the nostalgia piece of it and the age we are and the age we are and consumerism is factoring into it as well. Mm-hmm. But the Mickey Mouse Club is another one, not the Mickey Mouse Club itself, but who it created mm-hmm. Four superstars. I would argue three that we regularly hear about today. One that is still very, very, very well known. So you have Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, he's having a total moment again, post-Barbie. And then um, Christina Aguilera, who I feel like it's gotten a little quiet around her, but obviously I feel like that's still a name that has meaning to folks, even though we are well out of the 1990s. So, Pokemon cards. I thought this one might resonate with you, but these things were being passed around at least in middle school, if not in my own elementary school, and then... I mean, they just never really go away, so maybe that's more of it. Um, but I've I've seen you hunt these bad boys down like a bounty hunter. Yeah, I don't remember Pokemon cards for me personally. Like, oh. I don't remember that okay. being... No, I mean, even like the kids around me. Oh, really? Okay. I don't remember that. But my brother, who was five years younger than me, this was his jam. Mm-hmm. My daughter inherited his Pokemon card collection. So, like, this was his thing. I feel like it was a little, like... I just missed it somewhere along the way. So for me, it's his sort of like generation, but my daughter and my son, because of my daughter, both are super into it in the sense that my daughter studies the book and she knows every single Pokemon ever and all of their evolutions, but she doesn't understand the game. She just wants to collect as many cards as possible. And so then my son looks at her and he's like, yes, I want that too. So we just got him a Pokemon card album for his birthday recently. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And see, it I was on. I was shocked at the re- not only the continued relevance of it, because uh-huh. for me, that had fallen out of favor so long ago. Like, I thought everybody moved on from that. Then when my daughter wanted one and we went to try to find one and you are limited to the number you can buy in store because there's so much demand for them. I was shocked. Yeah. Completely shocked. Yeah. Well, that's why it's on the list. That's why it's on the list. So also, in that same vein, lots of recycled kids shows and movies mm. from the 90s. So, Power Rangers. And then these, like, blockbuster 90s Disney movies that have been made live action. So, just in the last few to several years, Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Mulan, and Beauty and the Beast. All came out in the 90s in a cartoon version. All have been remade. Because millennials are in charge now. And <laughs> we're going back to the things we like. Also, Disney really knows how to squeeze a buck out. Is all I'm saying. I I have seen some of those, and Little Mermaid was I loved it. I loved every second of that movie. I did finally watch it. I loved all of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good, especially as far as those go. There are I did not watch Aladdin or The Lion King, um, but I've watched Little Mermaid, Mulan, and Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Oh, Beauty and the Beast, I liked too. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, um, the guy who plays Gaston was like really giving a very nice performance. Um, I think it's, um, I can't remember his name right now. He was in all the Hobbit movies, but anyways, it was pretty good. They've also never stopped making toy stories, Mm -hmm. uh, which came about in 95, maybe, which I just mentioned in our last episode about, um, Annie Potts playing Mm -hmm. little Bo Peep. That's right. See, it all comes back to designing women, every single thing. And do your kids like toy story? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's got such a, classic like message that's not necessarily wrapped up in something that's like so of the time right right even and the toys they ended up using as main characters aren't standard toys necessarily except uh mr potato head but i feel like mr potato head is just a really classic toy Mm -hmm. so they're everywhere number five and our very last thing on the list for things that are still relevant today from the 90s is google our friend, oh. our foe, debuted in the 90s. So, it, I mean, extreme relevance because they the own inter- everything. The internet is so confusing to me because Google feels so, like you said, so relevant and, and current, but not something from 30 years ago. I don't know how to articulate that. Well, it in takes time for it to seep into the culture, right? So right. it's like in our main episode this week... <laughs> Of course, this makes perfect sense. In 90s references, though, we talked about the thong bikini. Mm. Now, thongs came out in the 70s initially. And then they were called a G-string. 
and then they sort of made their way into mainstream culture. It took 20 years to get there. And I think um, technology is changing that, the speed of that. But still, it takes a while for something to, like, come into existence and then, like, every single person to know about it. You it's know? just so weird to me because when I think about the 90s and the Internet, I think about AOL. Yeah. I don't think about Google. Yeah. Well, you didn't know them, in all fairness. So it's not like you were Googling anything in 1999. I was asking Jeeves. We were all asking Jeeves. I was asking my mom, when are we getting a computer? <laughs> so we were all asking different things. You know what I'm saying? Mom is a Luddite. So the next group, oh, actually, let me stop back. You said the Simpsons. Is there anything else that just immediately popped from, to mind for you that I might be missing? No. Okay. And don't feel any pressure or Except stress. you looking at me and asking me. Well, it's just because my face is overly expressive. Don't ding me for my face. <laughs> no, I mean, there are lots of nostalgic things that I've been able to enjoy with my kids, and I... It's because they still sort of persist. Like um, Giga Pets and Tamagotchis went out of favor. That, I, that was a huge thing for me in like 1997, 1998. That was huge. And then they just kind of disappeared. And now they're back. And I'm excited because I can introduce my kids to that. Okay, see, this is a perfect segue, okay? Because That's what I was for going me, for. They're, they're completely gone, and I thought they tried to resurge, mm. and it just never happened for them. I don't think That was my understanding. I don't think they're it. resurging the way they were back okay. then, okay. like Beanie Babies. I don't think they have hit that same level of success. If you keep going, you might hit all of, No, I love it. You're going to hit all of my first category, which is toys. Yeah. This is perfect. So Beanie Babies, Tamagotchis. Tamagotchi, literally in seventh grade, there was probably a solid month where if you looked around closely enough, every kid in my classroom had one and was play, trying to keep their pet alive. I much preferred, I had one of both and I much preferred my Giga pet over the Tamagotchi because the Giga pets were more like actual pets. I think mine was a dog versus Tamagotchi, which is like a weird dinosaur, dinosaur creature thing. Yeah. Um, I just liked my Giga pet better. I think I might've had a Giga pet now that you say that. I liked them when better. I was just 11. So Tamagotchis 12. were egg-shaped, and the yes. Gigapets were more of like a mm, video game controller shape or something, rectangular. Okay. What a weird thing. What a weird thing. What a weird thing. Yeah. But we do that, right? We do weird things, and then we enjoy weird things. So I don't I know. I love the crap out of it. Well, I had a couple other toys on here, too, which is um, Tickle Me Elmo's. Those oh. were huge. Yeah. And then also Gak. Gak? Oh, of course I remember Gak. Gak. Yeah. Um, little Nickelodeon byproduct there. It's kind of the precursor to slime. Yeah. It's not branded with the Nickelodeon tie-in now, of course, but kids make slime and goo all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not Nickelodeon slime. Right. Which is a whole nother product. Right. Maybe I'm using the wrong. Is it? It's slime. It's slime. Yeah. And kids, you, the difference is Glue you can and make something it else. Yes, home, exactly. Right? Whereas we were going out and being like, and hey, mom, dad, buy this. Yes, yeah, and they're like, why do you want this crap? Because I saw the commercial in between my Nickelodeon shows. That's right. On SNCC. And they, but, and they had all different kinds. Yeah. Um. So it's the thing is, is like, we're all fidgety, <laughs> and we Which, all want to be playing with things. The fidget spinner thing that happened a few years ago. Exactly. The, the last toy I had on here were the trolls mm. with the jewel bellies. Yeah. Yeah, so that was I was trying thing. to help my daughter understand that that was an actual toy but it was something I played with and like collected. I had them set up on my bookshelf in my room before it was ever a movie, before it was ever like a musical thing. They were toys. That's mm -hmm. why they exist in the movie is because they were toys. That's right. And they had cool hair colors. It was like a huge thing. And people did have these like bonkers collections and same with Beanie Babies. And so, which is what's so weird about the Trolls movies for kids now is I haven't seen them generate into selling the toys. I didn't know there were Trolls movies for kids. Oh, Justin Timberlake's uh, in Oh, them. I do know that. Yeah. Okay. And there's a new one about to come out. That, They're really cute movies. That's right. I do know that somewhere in the recesses of my mind. They're very nostalgic and they're very aware of what like they are. They use like maybe an ELO song in there or something that I really like. Anyways, um, that's more, that's not even my era. That's like my parents' era, but I love yellow. But they never really brought back, to my knowledge, they never brought back the toy line, which I find okay. is very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I bet you there's some kind of copy or like ownership licensing something. I don't know. 
So uh, another thing that was on my list, that this is more of a time capsule, um, although as we're talking, not everything on my list is really as much of a time capsule as I was thinking, but digital playlist precursors is what I'm calling them. And we're talking jock jams, now we, CDs. We just listened to jock jams the other day. <laughs> on a CD? No, on Alexa. Okay. <laughs> you and Kyle? Uh, me and Kyle and the kids. Okay. Because Caroline, something started it. We just have random moments where Kyle and I look at each other and we have these very obscure movie references or something. Sure. And I feel like there was a reference. And then Carolina goes, oh, they play that song in PE all the time. And Kyle goes, I bet they do. And I bet I know exactly what playlist. And he pulled up Jock Jams. What song was it? Dun, 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 oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just like the essential Jock Jam song. Okay. But it led into like Quad City DJs and it led into... Um, Oh, God, I'm going to forget I'm right here on the fly. But Tootsie Roll and like that genre. Sure. And all very early to mid-90s. Had I known you were going to talk about Now, I would have brought you my original Now CD, the very first Now, before Now 900, which is what they're on now. So, you know, it's tough, Nikki, because it's like, how do I surprise you? But like, how do I leave you alone? I almost (laughs) brought my my, um, CD collection uh, just because I was sure that between the list of songs that I think you're probably going to get into here in a minute and whatever else you covered in the segment, I probably have a very good slice of music from that time. Probably, in CD form. Maybe, definitely. Because I can't get rid of my CDs. That's right. And I was definitely thinking about you along the way. <laughs> the other digital playlist precursor is the pure discos. Now, I didn't have these, but I think some of my friends did. And it, again, it's funny because you're having we're having this conversation about the 90s having been a big deal like as of late, but also, um, even though I think that's waning, we're really interested in the early aughts now. But um, Pure Disco being big in the 90s, everyone was navel-gazing at the 70s. Other things, speaking of that Pure Disco CD and the, the culture's renewed interest in 70s, it made other things at the time really big from the 70s, like black lights, hippie flowers, lava lamps. I think about going... I had all these things. Right now. No, I had them. Oh, okay. Although we did just give my son a lava lamp for his birthday. I mean, they're just fun to watch. They're cool. Look at that. Yeah. I love my lava lamps. But it was like, uh, everything was very... I think about Spencer's. Yes. Like, you just wanted everything from Spencer's in your room. I don't know why. It was almost like that was the way that you showed your independence. Like, this is so different than everything that's in my parents' house. And I just want to assert that I am a human being or something. And then my parents would walk in and go, oh, my God, this is so what it was like when I was a teenager. I had my first pair of, Shut up, Mom and Dad. Y'all don't even understand me. First pair of flare leg jeans. And my stepdad was like, you can't surprise me. That's what I wore to high school every day. Or, like, big giant daisies. And my mom was like, I had a skirt with big giant daisies on it. You can't surprise me. The thing that did surprise them was my inflatable chair. My purple inflatable chair. Oh, those were so fun. That lit up with my black light. Yeah. Yeah. Now now I want to decorate this closet like that. And I don't know if this is necessarily relevant to anything else you're going to cover, but the thing that blows my mind a little bit is everybody says fashion and things come in cycles, right? It's like a 20-year cycle is what I tend to hear. So 70s, 80s, 90s, 20 years. Right now, the things I keep seeing are 2012. That's like a 10-year cycle. So like ballet flats and leggings and some of the fashion things from like the 2012. on 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes me feel better because I'm like, holy crap. This isn't even old stuff. I still have this stuff. It's not science. I haven't even had time to get rid of it yet. Yeah. Some of those little things will happen almost exactly in 10-year waves, which can be both good and annoying depending on how long you're willing to keep things in your closet. Yeah. So I sent you some things ahead of time just so you would have a little way to look at some things that may not be crystal clear unless you have eyes on them. But 90s movie theater carpet is one oh. of the pictures that I sent you. Do you have this one on deck? Yes. I mean, basically, it's just like what we thought maybe the future would be, but it wasn't. And it's just like crazy and chaotic and neon and dark. It's like where a kid could throw up and it would be <laughs> cleaned. I took my daughter to a birthday party at a roller skating rink recently. Right. There's really only one in North Gwinnett left. And um, that carpet was this. Like it had not been changed since the 90s. 
And I just get so much nostalgia as soon as I see that for like the movie theater and just like, and it takes me right back. So I just wanted to share that one. Daytime TV shows was another thing that made my list Mm. for these, for this particular category. And not saying there's not daytime shows on now. I think it's more of the specific ones. So talk shows. Like, We're going to get references later in this Designing Women season about some of these, I think. Uh, I think so. Yep. But like Ricky Lake, mm-hmm. Maury Povich, Montel Williams, Jenny Jones, Jerry Springer. Then you have courtroom shows like People's Court or Judge Judy or Kid TV like Wishbone. I yeah. don't know Wishbone. The, the Jack Russell? Oh, okay. I do know Wishbone. I don't think I watched it. Yeah. Well, that's perfect because I was going to say, which of these was your go-to, Nikki? (laughs) I don't think I watched that. I didn't really care for, one, I don't think I was really supposed to be watching Jerry Springer, but we were latchkey kids, so uh, I didn't care for Jerry Springer. That was too much for me. I think Maury Povich, was he the one that would do, um, no, he's in the wheelhouse of like, Who's your father? Let's do a DNA test and find out. And he's here right now. Well, they were all doing that I to love some extent, those. That's I what really sold. love those. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, what I remember is um, the Rosie O'Donnell show in the Koosh Balls. Mm, okay. I was thinking about her recently because Koosh Balls came up. Mm-hmm. I, one of my kids came home with one or something. And I just remember what a moment Koosh Balls had because of Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Yeah. I di- so I think I probably, it different periods throughout the night because the 90s was like the whole stretch for us right I mean not the whole stretch because we were in high school in the early 2000s but like it's so much that it covers like different periods it just doesn't it doesn't feel like one decade I think I watched all of these things in bits I mean you've seen all of it in bits and pieces like the courtroom dramas like were you homesick one day and uh, was Nickelodeon only showing the baby shows. So you had to flip over to ABC and they had the courtroom show. You right. watch that because what's not interesting about someone backing into someone else's cart at the grocery store and having it run over their toe and now they're suing for $2,000 in civil court. I mean, that's a good time. I'll watch it. You like to I watch the watch, train wreck. I want to watch Judge Judy tear them up. So, And that she will do, my friend. Yes. That she will do. Uh, so here's some other timestamps from the 90s. VHS te- tapes so long that they required two tapes. Two tapes. Titanic. A two-taper. Yeah. Yeah. And so I sent you another picture. These are the stick-on earrings from the yeah. likes of Claire's and later the icing. Yeah. So I, I know I had these. I think I. it's much like I'll get like uh, micro earrings now and I maybe wear one pair out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I just they just like sat in my drawer. Mm-hmm. Drinks and snacks. So I've got Squeeze-Its, Mondo's, Orbit's. And this one was Orbit's like. Orbit's were so gross. I loved them. They were so gross. And I would, they are disgusting. But I would buy them. Yeah. I would be the thing I would it ask for. It was the lava lamp of the drinks. The lava lamp of drinks. And they had yeah. that weird. Yeah. But like I love boba. I, I don't like boba. Oh. The like I, I don't like unexpected textures. I can't do anything sure. jelly filled or cream filled. No, I don't like jelly boba. I like the uh, tapioca. Boba. I'm just making the point that if something yeah, yeah, yeah. has something that's not supposed to be there. You don't like a there, surprise. I don't like it. <laughs> no surprises. Can I tell you something really quickly about uh, the first one you said? Squ- uh, Squeeze-its. Squeeze-its, thank you. I had a friend who had a treehouse, and we would drink Squeeze-its and then line the walls of her treehouse with the bottles because they had the funny little faces on them. Okay. And so she had a treehouse that had Squeeze-its all the way around the treehouse because we liked the faces. Oh, and it wouldn't get knocked off. I mean, probably it would, but it's hard to remember. It was the 90s. I didn't care. I was so hopped up on squeezes. (laughs) I don't know. We didn't drink as much Mondo. We were a Capri Sun family. Oh, okay. Uh, Pop quiz. Q-W-I-Z. Do you remember this? Pop quiz. I never got it. It's popcorn that was different colors. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, um, I remember this. And it also put me in the uh, mind of um, tie-dye swirl bread, where they would dye bread in different colors. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We had a real thing for color-changed 
food because yeah. we had purple ketchup yeah and green ketchup that's right and I actually never I didn't like those because they tasted different to me for sure I was like this is gross it doesn't uh, like I ketchup. do remember this popcorn I remember the purple one specifically of pop quiz it's weird right it's weird yeah what a moment what a time to be alive, Nikki Mays. Well, that's Flores. what I'm trying you to tell you. Pop your pop quiz that you begged your mom for at the store. And then it you tastes pop weird. on you'd Snick. Hate you'd hate everybody the popcorn, but you'd eat it because it was cool. You put your green ketchup on top of it. <laughs> on your McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yummy, yeah. yummy. So I've got two more here. TikTok dances before there were TikTok dances. The Macarena. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I hated the Macarena. I thought that was so dumb. Yeah. And and it's no it's no shade to the Macarena makers. It was just everywhere all the time and drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like a very <laughs> cranky 35-year-old living in my 11-year-old body that was like just keep it over it. there. Yeah. Just keep it over there. And then also magic eye posters and books. Mm-hmm. Never could see it. Oh, <laughs> you never learned to cross your eyes. That seems unhealthy. And uncro- well, I mean, I didn't leave them cross. I was a very big eye crosser as a kid. And I'm really? fine now. What do you mean? I'm fine. These contacts are barely hurting my eyes right now. I love these contacts. Um, but the, yeah, the trick. So they start like hold it up to your nose and pull right. it away slowly. That never worked for me. So I would just cross my eyes and slowly uncross them and I could see it. As you were eating your fake preservatives and all and I'll the tell you, colored food. My in-laws house uh, before they moved was a little bit of a time capsule and they sent us home with one of those books. So now even my kids know how to do the magic eye. Hmm. Yeah. But you can say even Selena doesn't. Even <laughs> Selena can't. Let's talk about five things. These are the five things I wish I could get back. I think you'll be on board with some of these because we'll we've talked about, about that. them. We've talked about them over the seasons. Uh, but this is definitely a place where I could be missing some things. So help me fill in the gaps if there's anything out there for you. Also, as I get into this list, it's going to be very clear that I just want to be a kid again. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of being an adult. So the video store. I will never, ever, 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 ever get over Blockbuster closing. But this also is like pre-Blockbuster and like other local video stores. Oh, just, I just miss it. I don't remember any video store with one exception uh, other than Blockbuster. We just talked this week in my house about how when we went to my grandmother's house, she knew of a Christian video store. So if we wanted to watch, I remember watching the edited version of Tommy Boy. If we wanted to watch a movie like that at grandma's house, we had to go to the Christian video store. Does Tommy Boy need to be edited? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. You want not Christian enough. Yes, it needs to be edited. Um, so yeah, we would have to go to the Christian movie store. But I only really remember Blockbuster. Okay. Um, also very southern. What's that? The, the Christian, Christian <laughs> video store for edited <laughs> Tommy Boy. I don't They said darn. Edited it out. There was a demand in Greenville. Or maybe there wasn't. Uh, that's why we got all the movies we wanted to see because we're the only ones there. My sister, I remember very clearly, hated it so much. And this brings me to a greater debate about edited music and uh things in general. Uh, uh-huh. I am so not bothered by edited things. In fact, I prefer them. Like I don't love the errant f word or whatever if i'm listening to music i don't want it to be punctuated by that you like the well-placed one i'd like i like a well-placed one yeah and it's not going to be a 90 percent of my music okay. and um so i will listen sometimes intentionally to edited versions of things because i just prefer it uh-huh. my husband hates it my uh-huh. sister i remember hated those movies and i'd be like why do you hate so much that you can't hear bad words i don't understand why does that bother you so much <laughs> i just remember being so pious about the whole thing and how do you feel now it's still this, almost the same way. Like, I asked Kyle, why does that bother you so much? Like, it just interrupts the flow Is it me. because you're a drug dealer? Is it because you don't <laughs> love God? What is that about? Interesting. Uh, so many questions just raises for me. And honestly. Should we even be together? <laughs> <laughs> Would you want your children listening to that? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, the TV. We've, this is one definitely we talked the TV. about. Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. And for me, I already mentioned this one, but Nick at Night. And then TRL, TGIF, all things I know that both of us really loved. Yeah, there was just nothing. I read something recently, and this is where I'm just so knee-deep and almost midlife and nostalgia. Something recently was like being homesick for a place you can never go again. And that feeling of 
maybe we talked about this here, that feeling of like being on the couch with my siblings on a Friday night with nothing looking at us the rest of the weekend and just hearing that theme music for TGIF start or knowing that Are You Afraid of the Dark is about to come on. Just, you can't go back there. Right. And I think, and I think um, it's just, it's kind of puts a funny lens on the whole thing because it means we're all trying to recapture something that can never be again which is probably why some of these remakes are so bad. Yeah. But that's okay. It's it's happening. It's happening to <laughs> Whether us. Whether we like it. Wacky gym school, gym equipment, like the rainbow tent and those scooters. So I shared pictures of those as well. I will say that, do you remember the rainbow tent? Yeah. So I didn't know what it was called, but as soon as I saw a picture of it, I was like, oh my God. So did you like it when you were in school? Yeah, we called it a parachute. Parachute, that's what we called it too. Yeah. Okay, so these must be northern kids. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. But I love that thing. So if people can't picture, it is parachute material. It's Mm -hmm. huge and round. It's rainbow colored. Like a circus tent. Yes. And every every little kid stands around it. You get your like own little triangle of color. So she would say, you go to the blue one, you go to the yellow one. And then you would just do stuff with it. You like throw it up in the air. So the one I was miming. Run underneath it. The one I was miming. Uh You throw it up in the air and then you pull it down behind you and sit down on it. Uh And everybody's sort of in this crouch position while it slowly comes down around you Who came in a suffocation hazard <laughs> the likes of which the world has never seen a fire hazard it's so but i loved it or you they'd have you like run around in the circle with it and do like the maypole thing i'm pretty yeah. sure they were just training us right <laughs> <laughs> they were just, but that's like all the elementary all school is, is they're kind like of weird training you spend seven years learning how to like stand in a line yeah. <laughs> it's like really what goes on yeah anyways it was good it was I really fun. enjoyed it. So I love seeing that thing again. The scooters. I did not love the scooters, to be honest. But it just made me feel very nostalgic. If people don't know what these are, like literally it's the thing that you sat on. It had four wheels. And they made you play stupid things like crab soccer. And mm. ultimately every time someone is going to get their finger ran over. And it's going to be a big deal. I feel like I vaguely remember racing them. And uh-huh. part of the reason I didn't like them was because the wheels were like something was wrong. with They only picked like bumpy marbles to use as wheels or something because they were very unsteady, like the worst shopping cart at it the was, grocery store. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't always get blah, 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 blah. And so you couldn't race because you'd be over in the corner and you don't know how you got there except... That's where it took you. Right, which is my exact thought. How did I get to this sixth grade gym class? Not I didn't to have mention, to be Exactly, here. not to mention PE was like my least favorite part of any day. And where is the rainbow tent? Just bring that out. Nobody cares so about it. What's wrong anymore. with that? Okay, and then my very last uh, one for here was jellies. Jelly so, sandals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flats in the early 90s, platforms in the late 90s, and then I hear those platforms are making another comeback, but I'm 38, so I don't know. Yeah, they are. Let's move on now to talk specifically about 1990, which is where we are in the show. My usual caveat here is that technically we've been at 1990 since the back half of season four, but this is Who our cares? for <laughs> That too. Okay. But this is our first opportunity to kind of stop and talk about it. The very first thing I have to report, and this is critical now. Have to report. I have to. This is the year Designing Women has finally cracked the top ten list of shows. Oh, hey, five seasons in. At least according to one list I read, and it's number ten, but gosh darn it, it's there. So that's number one. And then I try to keep these things about, like, a little more fun a little light but there are some pretty significant historical events that i feel feel very weird skipping so i'm going to run through those really quickly we have the official end of the cold war and then after 27 years nelson mandela was released from a south african prison the persian gulf or gulf war started in august and ended in february the next year time magazine's man of the year was george hw bush For our Irish listeners, in November, Mary Robinson was elected the first female president of Ireland. America, where are you at? America. America? (laughs) Anyways, I did see two Southern things highlighted. Douglas Wilder became the first elected African-American governor in Virginia. 1990 feels cute. 
The Vidalia onion became Georgia's official state vegetable. Oh, God. <laughs> That's Yay. what Nikki Michael astray astray. What was the vegetable before that? I have no idea. Oh. Do we all need vegetables? <laughs> yes. I had a lot of thoughts. I'm shocked it wasn't the Vidalia onion. What else could it have been? I, I, the Vidalia cucumber? I don't know. So interesting. Oh, please. Oh, you're looking it up. I'm going to, but you, you keep going. Let's talk some money things just so we have some perspective about how far or not far our dollar is going today. No, let's not. The average household income was 28960 and minimum wage in 1990 was $3.80 per hour. The average cost of a new house was $123,000. What I assume was a fancy computer, the Tandy computer, 1000RL, and color monitor was $7.99. $7.99? I was like, what? Are you kidding That's me? That's a lot of hours for the $3.80 per hour worker to get to that Tandy computer. And Nintendo Game Boy was $89.97. Thank mm. you for that specificity. The cost of a Super Bowl ad in 1990 was $700,000. For a little, this is like the only comparison I actually went and got for today's dollars. Versus $7 million for a 30-second ad in 2023, which was a record high, by the way. I want to be very clear that this is way more than just simple inflation. I ran the numbers, and the price in 1990 would be $1.9 million. So, yes, in case you're wondering, this is just greed, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it on the cost. Before I go on, uh, did you find something on what the vegetable used to be? Haven't yet. Okra. I haven't. Well, I might, I might maybe we didn't have a vegetable. I don't know. Weird. It feels like it'd be something like pasta salad. <laughs> right. <laughs> should be Uh, okay trendy times here's some of the lingo from 1990 and i would just argue that now these are really more of the general lexicon but chill out fyi freak out get over it old school that one felt like it would be newer like something that came around later than 1990? That feels like a dig against... This entire vocabulary list feels like a dig against me. I, I say like old school getting all kicked the time. In the shins. Over and over and over. Um, whacked. Yada, yada, yada. Whacked like crazy. Yeah, someone who's out of their mind. Okay. Uh, and then yada, yada, yada to me is like forever cemented as a Seinfeld, Seinfeldism. Seinfeld. Sorry, y'all. I've been talking a long time. Just bear with me. And then let's talk about what people were watching and listening to while Nikki tries to find this is gonna drive the me vegetables. Crazy. I think you might Georgia. be right. Maybe there wasn't one before it. Yeah. I don't know. Or it'd be something fried. I, I was thinking, I was going to say like fried green tomatoes. And I was like, well, at least that is. It would be like macaroni and cheese. That's my favorite vegetable. Cornbread. <laughs> Oh, banana pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Get your greens in, you know. Uh, Okay, this is pivotal. I love being Southern. (laughs) This is pivotal. Okay. Movies. Best picture of 1990. Do you have any idea what it was? Best picture of 1990. I struggle with this You want a big hint? Yeah. I think it is anyway. We recently watched a movie. (laughs) There are three stages for women in Hollywood. One of those stages is the movie of the year in 1990. Let me just tell you. Bombshell. District Attorney. District Attorney. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say bodyguard, so go ahead and tell me. (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's nothing similar here. Driving Miss Daisy. Now, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were giving me the hint. Like when it you may see- have been the world's hardest hint. When you repeated it back to me when I said, when I was getting toward district attorney, and you were like, district attorney, I thought the hint was that it was about a district attorney. Oh, no, I was just taking The last one. I yeah. got it. Okay. I'm sorry. We're there together now. In case none of that made any sense for anyone, the movie of the year 
What's driving, driving this Daisy? Miss Daisy. Uh, and uh, I haven't seen it, so I'll just go ahead and be honest there. But you I will seen tell Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, have you? A long time ago. Okay, I yeah. will tell you that this is one that the movie critics are critical of in retrospect. Mm-hmm. So oh, well. here are the top ten movies of 1990, and for our special episode, just in case, let me know which of these you have not seen, and I will do the same. Yeah. Okay. Home Alone, <laughs> Ghost, Irene, Dances with Wolves. You know that one they used to. <laughs> that, that would have been a double VHS. Okay, uh, and they used to play it on TV. And my memory of that movie is we went to visit my stepdad's mom, who I I don't think I'd ever met before, and it was playing on TV. And I remember sitting there, and it was the most boring thing I'd ever seen ever. So not a fan. I've not seen it, so that was a no for me. Oh yeah, I'd skip that one. Um, Pretty Woman. I know you've seen it. I mean, that. I've seen it so many times. So many times. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Aww, the very first one? Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah. I'm a secret of the ooze girl myself. Um, that doesn't sound right. That yep. is the sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Mm-mm. Total Recall. Mm, I've seen pieces of that. And Total Recall that has Schwarzenegger. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. My parents were big Schwarzenegger fans. Yeah. Especially the Terminator. Yeah. I didn't Terminator love, was I big didn't, in our house. It might be a hot take for some. I did not love Total Recall. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. <laughs> Just sounds made up. I'm not a Die Hard gal. Uh, it's a point of contention in our family around the holidays. Oh, but. no. Dick Tracy. <laughs> I didn't see it. No. <laughs> But I remember it. Okay. And then Kindergarten Cop. Oh, that's such a good Schwarzenegger. I, lo- I love Kindergarten Cop. It's not a Tuma. <laughs> it's a good one. All right. Well, we got a couple in there that I would like to not revisit. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I was also a no on Dick Tracy. So the others, like, much like your experience with Dances with Wolves, there are several on here that, like, I've seen on TV, but if I was quizzed on them, per se, I don't know I would do so hot. Dick Tracy was what brought Sean Penn and Madonna together? Is that right? Uh, I think she was dating Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah, maybe that's what I meant. Yeah, he's Dick Tracy. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant. Uh, It would have been uh, post-Sean Penn, I think. Okay. All right, now we're getting the billboard number ones. I have the full list, and I've shared that with you ahead of time. Okay. Got it. If I had to sum it up, I would say this is a perfectly curated list of songs I listen to in the car with my mom. Soft Rock Station. I thought that. So are there any standouts on this list for you? Like anything you just loved? So I would say uh, anything Mariah Carey, and I saw at least one Mariah song on here. There are Um, two. Love takes time. Careful, we'll Just get love that one. Slapped with a copyright. <laughs> it was not this unrecognizable when I sang it, Selena. I uh, thought that was beautiful. That one and Vision of Love. Oh God, I loved early '90s Mariah Carey. Yeah, and that's so funny because that's exactly how I put it. That early Mariah Carey was a standout for me as well. I also could have brought you the Music Box album, and yeah, I I could have brought you my whole CD collection. Uh, maybe some other time. Mariah. There's still time. You still can at some point if you would like. Mine was Escapade by Janet Jackson. I swear, I think Escapade probably still comes into my head at least half a dozen times a year. You know, that's one that, so we would have been five when these songs were out, which is like astounding, first of all. But like little kids, they know top 40. <laughs> um. The New Kids on the Block, and the reason I'm saying that is because The New Kids on the Block for a lot of elder millennials is a very clear moment. The first time they had an interaction with a boy band, and then they would come back a few years later and have NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I knew nothing of New Kids on the Block with the exception of, I'm sure I had heard the song a time or two. Because you didn't have older siblings. I mean, I did, but oh, barely well, older. Not old enough to, yeah. uh, Not old enough for it to be like... Like where she was going to be a super, what are y'all, maybe I think a you, year apart? A little bit over a year. I think you would have had to have been like maybe 10 for new kids on the block to really have resonated with you. So the friends that I know who, because I have friends that 
were new kids on the block, but they had older siblings that were really into it. And much like you're talking about your kids wanting Pokemon cards Mm -hmm. because your daughter wants them, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's similar to that. So it it does have like a very cemented place in their mind Mm -hmm. because they were trying to be like their older sibling. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, for me, like I do remember some of their songs, but it, didn't stand out to me any more than any other other songs that would be like on a list from that time period. And I feel like Vanilla Ice was wasn't he in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? He sang Go Ninja Go Ninja Go, Go yeah in the second one. So that's what I know him like I I everybody knew Ice Ice Baby, but that's mm-hmm. really what I knew him from mm-hmm. was the Ninja Turtles movie. Well, that makes sense. Uh, So my last one on the list that was a real standout for me was Taylor Dane because I loved everything Taylor Dane. And that was, and I definitely remember like my mom having all of those cassette tapes. Yeah. My mom was a big Michael Bolton fan. So how am I supposed to live without you is on here by Michael Bolton. Yeah. And Paula Abdul. We listened to Opposites Attract like a lot. That was a weird music video. Uh, but I do, I did really enjoy Paula Abdul a lot. I think my mom was also a Sinead, like she was a soft rock fan. So I think she was also a Sinead O'Connor fan. So nothing compares to you. Even if it weren't so cemented in pop culture with what later happened to Sinead, I think I would know this song because we just listen to it all the time. Well, first of all, like I, I actually feel like there's a lot of things that to me that is a very beautiful song. Mm-hmm. That falls almost outside of soft rock for me. And what a shame they put a two in there. Nothing yeah. compares to you, the number two, because it just makes it seem not quite so serious. Yeah, I agree. I think that is a hauntingly beautiful song. It's a nice song. I love it so much. So, okay. Sometimes I sing it about you at night. <laughs> As I'm editing the podcast, I think, nothing compares to how long you go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> nothing compares. To your show notes. <laughs> I put together a list of 10 foods and beverages that were popular in 1990. And all I could think was, this is either a kid or a stoner <laughs> list. <laughs> if it's not, I would literally be scared for humanity. But I'm just going to go through these 10 and you tell me if you would still eat these today. Okay. And I'm not saying they're not available today. I just want to know, like, would you be like, mm, I got to have this. Okay. okay. Bagel bites. Bagel Yes. Okay. <laughs> SpaghettiOs. No, God, no. But my kids do eat those at my parents' house. Beefaroni. <laughs> no. No. I don't really understand Chef Boyardee, to be honest. Just in general, yeah. And I know there are people who are going to be like... Like they just, they're just, they just stand for Chef Boyardee, but I just don't get it. I think it's a level of consistency and comfort for people who, for whom food is uncomfortable or can be challenging. The th- I don't AKA know. children. I know some people who are foodies who still stand by some of this. And I, mm. and I think that's the nostalgia factor. Oh no, guys. Yeah. I don't know, man. Gushers. Oh my god, unexpected textures. I didn't it's like a gummy with stuff that gunks in your mouth, mm-hmm. which sounds bad. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It, it sounds really bad when you define it that way. Uh-huh. Dunkaroos. Oh, uh, I don't think I ate them as a child. Uh, so probably not, no. Uh, but my kids do eat them. Mm-hmm. Cookies dipped in frosting, you know? Yeah. Uh, hot pockets. Love a hot pocket. Yeah, do you have I a favorite the flavor? ham and cheese ones? Okay, yeah. But I only ate those as an as an adult. <laughs> so like in college, I'd buy the ham and cheese ones. Uh, as a kid, I mostly ate the pepperoni pizza ones. Okay. Uh, yes. Was it because they were the lean pockets? Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Lean pocket. Giant <laughs> culture. I know. It's so silly, isn't it? Yeah. There was like a, a meatball one too. I was like oh. turkey meatball. Super healthy. Yes. Oh, we were just really snowed by the marketing, you know? But that ham and cheese one, I would still eat that. I that bet one was good. good. It's I, probably I worth agree. a view visit. See, this is important for you and for me. What will we take away from this? I'll be like, I'll be knee deep in some Dunkaroos tonight. I can't even imagine what a hot ham and cheese hot pocket would do to my stomach. I'm sure it'll be great. Lunchables. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, No, I wouldn't eat them. My kids (laughs) eat them. The um, pizza ones, that's vile to me. 
it's cold. Oh, the crust is. I'm like, like careful now. You're stepping on Ashley's favorite food. Oh, you know what, Ashley? She's not alone. Like so many people love, love them. The pizza yeah, ones. no, it's. it's for me, this was a question for me. Would I That's still right. eat them, Ashley? Right. You do you, girl. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I let my children eat them, and if that doesn't tell you how I feel about them, I, I don't know what will. I will be very. I think they're disgusting. I thought they were disgusting when I was a child. I love the idea. And, and, right, and you're right. Let's be very clear. We are not like if this is for you, we love that for you. Do it. it just I long. don't want it. I love the concept. Yeah. So like cheese and crackers. So I make my kids sometimes like homemade uh, charcuterie. Uh, Right. And so like I'll do a Ritz cracker, which is a delicious cracker. Delicious. I will do a slice of cheese, a good cheese. That's delicious. Uh, the pizza. In fact, this week we did non bread, like little round non bread, put some pizza sauce on it, some cheese, little mini pepperonis and made pizza out of it. I put that in their lunch the next day because that's good quality tasting stuff. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Lunchables pizza doesn't taste good to I me. would be interested. And they have started, because of charcuterie and the popularity there, they've started doing Stepping some it of the up elevated a little bit. ones mm-hmm. on the meat and cheese end. Yeah. To varying degrees of success, in my opinion. What I do think will be interesting is an elevated pizza Lunchable. I want to see that. With the focaccia I want to try that. Like a nicer cheese, like cheese that would like melt. I'm here to tell you, you can put a naan in there and it'll be just fine. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Pillsbury toaster strudel. I do not like toaster strudel. Okay. Is it the surprise texture? It's a super hot take. I hate them so much. Okay. I know lots of people love toaster strudel. Well, I'm a Pop-Tart never, gal. So I will tell you that Casey had never had one before, which blew my mind. So one night I got us toaster strudels because I was like, you've got to. Now, meanwhile, I haven't had this in 20 years, but I was like, you've got to have a toaster strudel. We ate them. They were fine. But when I was little, I loved them. it's the unexpected texture they never really to me and maybe I just didn't know how to do it they never warmed up properly so the inside was like a weird not quite super warm or blazingly hot Mm -hmm. uh and then the yeah I didn't not for me it was like an attempt at an elevated pop tart yeah um which I'm also into just rather have a pop tart Okay, then I'm going to go to the Totino's category here real quickly, mm-hmm. which has two entries. One is the pizza roll. Pizza roll, sure. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel about that? Um, I'd probably eat that, I'd eat that now, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the stuffed nachos. I don't think I know this. Thank you. I was like, what's a stuffed nacho? But I'm very upset because you know what? My inner 12-year-old wants those really badly. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'll have to say about that. Um, so for me, I think that I would definitely – Eat the bagel bites and the pizza rolls and that kind of thing. Beefaroni, actually, despite its name, if I had to eat a Chef Boyardee item, that's the one I was the most okay with. Yeah, that was the the one I hated the most was the ravioli. I know I'm stepping on some toes there. (laughs) It is. It's a weird texture. I don't know what's happening. It's a weird texture. Again, for anyone who loves it, and ravioli is like Round and shredded. How is it both at the same time? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. So anyways, that's the 1990 food. God, now I'm hungry. I had several things that I have put into the show notes in our blog post that is about, if you want to explore, like, what's going on mentally for us, not Nikki and I necessarily, though maybe that is an article's worth, but if you, like, want to know, like, mentally across, like, the generation, like, why are we, why have we had this step back into the 90s? We've, I've touched on a couple other things. I just sort of wove them in instead, but there are some articles dedicated to that. (laughs) Spoiler alert, sometimes it's just a business-minded thing as well so that's all there for your listening millennials got the money now that's right for us on the other hand i thought we'd do that really quick 90s edition of the grit splits i'm supposed to have theme music queued up aren't i oh no i don't think so i have theme music oh you do (laughs) oh wonderful do you want it yes well now that i've made this awkward not at all That last one, I just almost feel like we need like a like a music video, and we both <laughs> pop around at the same time. Grit splits. Grit splits. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. So popping <laughs> right on into the um, popping right on into the quiz. 
Question number one. Whitney Houston had a massive hit in 1992 with a cover of Who's Hit? Dolly Parton. Yes. I Will Always Love You. Good job. The Bodyguard was 1992. That's right. Okay. That's what I was going to say for the 1990 movie. Oh. Remember? Great movie. Macaulay Culkin was paid $1 million, the first child star ever to do so, for what film? Careful now. I know. That was a big hint and very nice of me. It's, it's all like, well, Uncle Buck was 1989. That's right. Home Alone was 1990. Oh, wait, hold on. Was oh, it? Okay. Oh, the wheels are turning. <laughs> okay. So it's not just 1990. My mind was focused, even though the last question was 92. Um, was it Richie Rich? Or was it Home Alone 2? Oh, gosh darn it. Don't tell me. Hold on. Oh, was it the one, the weird horror one? Oh, the good son. The good son. No, no what was it? My girl. Oh God, his role is so sad. Yeah, yeah. they paid a million dollars for that. A million dollars just to rip my heart a out. Child. And on it. I thought it would have been some kind of poetic irony if it had been Richie Rich because I don't think that movie did all that great. Oh, uh, I don't think it did either. So that would have been a real shame. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, and I shouldn't say a child got a million dollars because I'm pretty sure he was supporting, like, his entire family. My girl was 94? 93. Uh, 91? 91. And then my, because my girl, too, I think might have been 94. 94. Okay. So what is considered the Google. first reality TV show? I know. I'm going to go with something easy because I'm not going to be able to think of it. I'm going to say real world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a 90s. Yeah. Think 90s. You got this. What is... I read that. Oh, well, it starts the same way, so excuse me. What was the most watched TV episode of the 1990s? This is a show you never watched. I'm going to give you some hints because I think it's really unfair. I don't think you... You may have seen it in passing, but I've never been heard you be like a fan it also went off the air in the early 90s if that's helpful is it cheers yes yeah okay i remember that because we we watched the cheers finale because my parents love cheers yeah and we watched the roseanne finale and i remember watching that in a hotel room in florida maybe because i loved roseanne ah uh, yes i just i don't know i'm feeling terrible because it's not multiple choice <laughs> I'm not doing so bad. No, but and I, I, didn't, didn't, I don't want to leave you out on that. Like, I didn't. I appreciate that. Yeah. I didn't force you to negotiate stakes either. So, oh yeah, no, I wasn't going to do that. We're just easy peasy. It's nineties. Okay. No stakes. There were no stakes What's in the nineties, the were there? What uh, Nickelodeon show kickstarted the careers of Nick Cannon, Keenan Thompson, Keenan Thompson, and Amanda Bynes? That was a part of your uh, Friday nights. What was the best-selling rock album of the 1990s? Careful now. <laughs> I would say like Aerosmith something. That's a good guess. Uh, it's not right. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. It's a woman. It's Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Mm. Name that album. Uh, you got it. You can do this. Oh, God. I guess it's not. Uh, it's three words. Medicine. Quiet by Mind. Jagged Little Pill. You Quiet did wonderful. My mind, I have that. CD Except too. for me, just sitting there talking, to you. <laughs> peppering me with things. I love that. That's who I am for you in your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's quiet. I'm like you and Casey probably have that in common. <laughs> you know, she's just that pesky little thing flying around, just saying words in your ear. I just need to compartmentalize you right here. Jagged little pills right here. That better be the creative side of your brain. That's all I have to say about that. All right, Michael Jordan led the Chicago Bulls to how many championships? I fought four. I don't know. That's close. Five. That's close to six. There you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I have no idea. My touchstone with Michael Jordan is Space Jam. That's my 90s touchstone to Michael Jordan. Well, that's a really big touchstone. And they the probably 90s. mentioned it was six championships. So that just flew right over my head. Well, that's all right. How old was Tiger Woods when he won his first Masters? Mm. And this is right in your wheelhouse. Well, I'm such a golf fan. 21 or 17. Well, which one is it? 21. Good job. Because your eyebrows perked when I said it. <laughs> I, felt, 
21. It could be any age. Uh, what God. TV show's creator had a rule that its characters couldn't learn lessons or hug to end episodes? <laughs> I think that last one's a really good rule. <laughs> it's a show you don't really care for. That blows my mind, but that's perfect. Fine. Is it Seinfeld? It is. Yeah, okay. That tracks. And then what Soda's working name was Mountain Dew Killer. <laughs> and there's nothing more 90s than this, Nikki. Surge! That's right. I had, a, I had a surge alarm clock. It's just cocaine for kids. They you know wake you saying? up every morning and go, Surge! Oh, surge! God. If I was your parent, that would have been accidentally broken. I think my parents got it. Oh, really? I think we we won it somehow. And that was the alarm that my somehow, brother used to wake up just, in middle school. They were just giving them out for free. It's so weird. Oh, my gosh. I love Surge. Surge, yeah. I it Yeah. And what a great way to end a 90s segment. You know what I'm Surge! saying? <laughs> okay. So thank you, everyone, for joining us for our inaugural season five Extra Sugar. That's why I made it three and one half hours long. I hope we hit on some 90s things that you love. If we miss something critical, let us know. Clearly, we like to talk about the 90s. Welcome back, Nikki. Welcome back, everyone. Cheers to a great season five. You know the drill. DM us, email us, contact us from the website, find us all over the socials, and that's this week's Extra Sugar. Surge! <laughs>